Hey, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Triple Babble Podcast, where we talk all things NFL. Um, we do weekly game breakdowns analysis. Uh, we talk fantasy football, sports betting, um, and of course, dedicated Dallas, Cow- Dallas Cowboys content. I'm joined um, by my co-host. First of all, I'm Trev, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, uh, TP, as well as El Jefe. Um, TP, man, how you doing tonight on this wonderful Christmas evening? What's going on? Uh, it's been very laid back. Um, uh, we're pretty much at home all day, so not really much done. I watched some, some games. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. It's been pretty pretty laid back. How you doing, man? How's everything? How's everything been for you? Oh, man. I had the greatest Christmas meal. It was it was really, really delicious. Um, just a lot of food, so I'm really stuffed at the moment. Um, the itis was coming, and I had to make it back home, um, so... Back here, um, so we can get this podcast, um, you know, taken care of. But I, I had a good Christmas. The food was amazing. Like I said, I'm stuffed, and um, I'll probably be in a food coma at some point this evening. But um, yeah, this is a good, good Christmas, man. Good Christmas. Um, Hefe, man, how was how's your Christmas been? What's going on with you? Uh, man, Christmas is a joy as it always is. You know, there's nothing like waking up Christmas morning, throwing on that Christmas music just getting in the kitchen whipping up some food you know so you know I, you know what i did this morning i woke up cooked the whole family some breakfast we got we got to open some presents got to see the the excitement all the all the kids faces and you know but other than that man you know i'm i'm doing good i'm living the dream enjoying this christmas break and all the games that came with it this past saturday we got to see Allen and mahomes win and continue to push and battle it out for that number one seed in the afc we also got to see watson lose his first home game as a um as a brown minnesota hit a last second field goal to escape the giants at home Bengals barely escaped new england detroit's three game uh win streak was put on a hold as the panthers look to try and make a push for their division title all that and more we got four more games to recap from saturday as well as saturday night's football action so let's get right into it up first we had the falcons travel to baltimore and baltimore got up to an early lead and I don't think the Falcons, man, they they never even got got to sniff a lead in this game. Trev, man, how you feel about this? Well, first of all, I want to say, you know, we do talk about the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, we like them. We talk about every team. And um, there's another team in the NFL that I have an affinity for. That would be the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so they played a, um, I'll just say it was a kind of an underwhelming game, but they still got the victory as well as clinching a playoff spot. Um, so the Baltimore Ravens, uh, they played the Atlanta Falcons and they won with a score of 17-9. Um, they were able to cover the spread, which was set at six and a half. Um, pretty, pretty lackluster game. Uh, Tyler Huntley, um, he got a little bit more involved in the passing game, had a passing touchdown, um, which is cool because I don't think he had had one since he had been uh, starting in place of Lamar Jackson. Um, this was a big field goal game. Justin Tucker had uh, three field goals and the Atlanta Falcons also had uh, three field goals. Uh, so wasn't super exciting on the stat sheet, but um, just some good football, some good defensive football um, that was being played. Um, the rookie quarterback for Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, he played pretty well. Um, he had over 218 yards passing. Um, I remember on the show last uh, time I mentioned Desmond Ritter might be a candidate to go for his uh, passing prop on the under because he has not necessarily, uh, you know, lived up to, you know, his um, 
um, you know, to his draft pedigree. He was drafted, um, you know, somewhat early. But, yeah, uh, he went over his yardage total. Um, Drake London, the rookie receiver, he looked pretty good in his matchup, 7 for 96, although he did have a fumble. Um, the running game, Tyler Algier, um, he's the clear uh, number one back right now for Atlanta. Um, and they're, they're just rushing him. He had 74 yards rushing. On the Baltimore side of things, like I said, Tyler Huntley, he had one passing touchdown um, that he was able to get going. And Gus Edwards, Gus the bus, um, almost went for 100 yards uh, rushing, um, which is pretty cool of him. Mark Andrews got a little bit involved. Uh, Sammy Watkins had one really, really big play, um, but that's pretty much it. But overall, it was just um, just not a huge game statistically from either side. Ravens got it done, and they have locked themselves into the playoffs. Um, whether or not they win the division is still to be seen because the Bengals also clinched a playoff spot as well um, over the weekend. But I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens um, when everything's said and done. Yeah, hey man. TP, how you feel about these Ravens clinching a playoff spot and be- beating the Falcons this past Saturday? Well, opposite of Trev, I actually don't really like the Ravens at all, you know, given their, um, them beating the Cowboys in their last game in Texas Stadium. I do remember that game vividly. Um, the handoff to Willis McWillis McGay, he had a long run, and then I forgot the other youngin's name, but it was like the fullback slash running back. He had another long run. They had two back-to-back long touchdown runs that basically sealed the fate for Texas Stadium. And one of the other curses that I feel looms over the Cowboys' head. But, I mean, for what it's worth, Tyler Huntley, congratulations to him. I do believe that he was also selected as a Pro Bowl alternate in the event that one of the other quarterbacks cannot get selected in. Or, I'm sorry, not, you know, still make it in for whatever reason to be injury or, you know, make it to the Super Bowl. So, congratulations to him. Um, that touchdown grab to – that touchdown grab by Demarcus Robinson was pretty impressive. One of the only highlights, aside from the Sammy Watkins – Gus Edwards putting up 99 yards, and then J.K. Dobbins, who I initially predicted was going to be the feature back for this game. Gus, Ed- Gus Edwards obviously heard the podcast and said, wait a minute, now I still have something left in the tank as well. So, But, I mean, Desmond Ritter, you know, it doesn't really all fall on him. Drake London, this Atlanta team was driving and then ended up putting the ball on the, on the ground for the second week in a row and puts the Ravens in pretty solid position to score and ultimately ends up putting the game away for the Ravens with that um with that possession after that fumble. So I think Drake London has to clean that up. Um Desmond Ritter didn't really do too bad. So the future may be looking a little bit brighter for Atlanta, I guess in that respect. But all in all the Ravens handled business as they should have done against this Atlanta team. Now Atlanta's gonna be a little bit of trouble. But I do believe there's a couple more NFC South matchups that can that are pretty much going to solidify or basically set up who's going to win the NFC South going forward in these next two weeks. So um, kudos to the Ravens, who, you know, it kind of burns my time to say that, but that's not even there. Um, but congratulations to Tyler Huntley for also being selected as an alternate to the Pro Bowl as well. Snoop Huntley. Well, there we go. <laughs> Spe- speaking about South Side Divisions, let's go ahead and turn our attention over to the AFC um, – South side of the bracket, we had the uh, the Texans and Titans playing each other this week, and Davis Mills, man, he he got his fourth overall career win this week. He's he's he he finally did something. They snapped a nine game losing streak. TP man, how you feel about the Texans finally getting the win after all this time? Good for them, good for them. I mean, it's all for naught ultimately. 
Well, I guess it also puts Jacksonville in a position to win the division. So good for Jacksonville, especially capitalizing on the Cowboys. That victory ends up being all for, like that victory doesn't end up being for nothing or in vain, rather. But, you know, Malik Willis obviously did not have a good outing. I believe how many turnovers did he have? I think he had three interceptions, especially the game ceiling interception. Um, good for Davis Mills. Derrick Henry did his, his best going up against this AFC South opponent. But realistically, the Titans, as we've seen, have spiraled, and they are in a downward spiral. They do not deserve to be in the playoffs at this point. How many games has it been that they've dropped in a row? Is it around three or four? I believe, I believe so. Uh, I think it's four games. Oh, I'm sorry. It's five. It's five. Five, this is five in a row. Okay. Five so, in a row. realistically, that, that, that is the tail of the tape right there. The Texans, they're – I mean, not the Texans. The Titans, they're – as, you know, as we joke around, you know, um, a la, what was it? Was it Memorial Day? They're not serious at all. Titans are not <laughs> serious. We thought they were serious. Thought they were at least going to be able to do something in the playoffs. But I mean, it looks like Jacksonville is here to stay. They've taken over. I just hope that Detroit Lions can do the same. Hop over Green Bay because I do not want Green Bay to sneak in as they got this victory earlier today. But you know, sorry Tennessee, it's it's over. You know. Uh, speaking about going spiraling down um up next for tennessee is of course the cowboys and then then they finish off the season at jacksonville trev man do you could could we see the titans just lose out now i don't think we see them lose out um it's possible anything is is possible for sure um man what a (laughs) flame out for them if they were able to accomplish that terrible feat of just losing out um I don't see them losing out. I do see us beating the Titans. Um, that game put a spread out of, uh, you know, minus six a few days ago. Um, just a look-ahead spot. I definitely think we beat them. Their best piece on offense is, is their running back there. Henry, he will probably have a pretty good game. But um, otherwise, they have Malik Willis starting. I mean, there's so many opportunities to kind of shut that down. He's currently limited as a passer in the NFL. Um, and I'm not saying that's, you know, all on him. It's just that um, he's starting. He got inserted. You know, maybe he wasn't necessarily ready to play. Um, a lot of different factors. His his pass catchers. Um, he's uh, I took a prop for him. Um, to go under his uh total uh passing yards, which was set at one twenty one, I believe. And um, I took the under. He had ninety nine yards passing, two interceptions. Um, like you were saying, TP. So I mean, he just he just didn't have a good game throwing the football. Derrick Henry had a good game. Um, and that was one of the props, one of the props of the week that I gave out. Um, Derrick Henry over his rushing total as well as a touchdown. Uh, which was, you know, plus odds, which would have given you, um, you know, plus money. But, um, yeah, I mean, this Tennessee Titans team, they struggled against the Houston Texans. I keep telling people this Texans team has a great defense, especially through the air. Um, but I don't know. When teams come to um, – when they play against Dallas, they seem to, you know, turn up a little bit. <laughs> Malik Willis might have his statistically his best game, even if it's still in a loss. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I think the Tennessee Titans could definitely lose out. Uh, I think this is Jacksonville's division. Um, they'd be a more exciting team to see in the playoffs. I know that for sure. Um, so that'd be pretty cool. I believe Jacksonville holds first place right now, so it's up to them to um, maintain that. I think it's uh, they control their own destiny currently. So we'll see what happens yeah, we'll there. See, we'll see what happens in Jacksonville. Up next, we got the uh, Commanders at the 49ers. The Commanders, they tried to command their way into San Fran, but that, that didn't really work out too well for them. It was a, a complete shutout in the first, and then we saw a little bit of action in the second, and then things just took off in the in the second half. I mean, the 49ers alone made this game go over with their point total, and that's just crazy to say. Um, Trev, man, how you feel about that? 
Man, it was like I was talking. We talked offline about this, but I was saying um, the other night, I was like, there's no way that the uh, 49ers lose this game. I mean, I was looking at the revenge narrative a little bit. I don't wouldn't say it's revenge, but the Shanahan's, they used to be employed uh, by the Washington football or Washington commanders. And, um, you know, it's just a chance to get back in there and um, like, hey, man, like, you know, look at us. We're, we're doing so well. Um, it's like getting back at your at your ex-girlfriend or something like that. But um, it, it was it went about as I expected. Uh, I was surprised that Heineke was pulled from the game. He wasn't playing particularly bad. Um, my suspicion is that um, there's some sort of incentive to play Carson Wentz, um, at least for a little bit of the time. Um, that's what I would think, because he wasn't playing terribly. They, um, I mean, that's one of the best defenses, top three defenses in the NFL, and he was playing just fine. Um, the team was just better. The 49ers are just all around a better team. Um, yeah, uh, it was It was a, It was was a. a good matchup that went just about how I expected. I expected McCaffrey to have a little bit more of a role in the game, um, you know, which he didn't. And I say that just because, um, you know, he, uh, he, he didn't have the rushing total. He didn't have the receiving totals that um, we had been used to seeing of him um, as of late. So overall, I mean, we're good. George Kittle had a really good game, um, which I expected him to do as well. Um, Brock Purdy and Kittle seem to have a connection, but that could just be to the fact that Debo Samuel is not, currently playing so that uh leaves a lot of you know uh pass catching uh to George Kittle um being available now but um overall it went just about how I expected uh 49ers handle business all right man TP uh you you had a little bit of faith in these commanders plus that seven uh they got they got stomped like stomped the yard I took them personally plus 24 and a half on my on a on a teaser I got still active right now um, hopefully you had them plus something, something, something similar. Uh, I don't know what you did, but you want to fill us in? No, I never really, I, I never bet on the commanders, nor did I, I, I think what I was saying was that, you know, the commanders play up to their competition and up until 30 to 20, they had ultimately done so, or at least in the first half when there's 14, 21, the commanders, um, I was having a conversation with an individual earlier and what it seems like is that Ron Rivera and Daniel Snyder have to try to find a way to justify paying Carson Wentz all that money, or at least picking up his contract, given that he was injured and then there was an incentive or some sort of stipulation with the contract that in the event that he didn't play or that he played 60% of the games or 60% of the snaps for the season or whatever along along those lines, ultimately, um, who traded for them? The Colts? The Colts they traded with? Yes. They would receive a um, conditional draft pick from the commanders but because he was injured they are going to i'm not sure i don't think they're going to get that pick so i mean it works out for the commanders in any way shape or form however they don't they didn't really need to pull carson wentz what he only had two turnovers taylor Heineke. the commanders are used to quarterbacks turning over the ball in recent history over the past couple of years i don't think you really get better with carson wentz at quarterback especially given how they were playing with him at quarterback in the beginning of the season before he got hurt. Taylor Heineke, this team has rallied around him, especially Terry McLaurin, um, Jahan Dotson as well. Granted, he did have a 20-yard touchdown pass to Curtis Samuel, but he's playing. they were playing against the 49ers. So at some point, the 49ers were going to up the ante on defense and continue to score. I mean, realistically, um, the commander's defense, they held him to three straight field goals. And Christian McCaffrey gets the – what touchdown to get what 37 to 20 at the end of the and his defense had two takeaways as well two interceptions exactly so the commanders weren't in bad shape there's no reason for them to have pulled taylor Haneke in that situation my guess maybe you know again you have to prove that 
Carson Wentz is worth that money. So there's something behind the scenes going on. But realistically, I, I still, as a, you know, watching the game, I would feel as though Taylor Heineke shouldn't have been pulled. But, I mean, we'll see what happens going forward. If they do start Carson Wentz, I feel like they're just throwing away their season and just putting themselves in a bad position draft-wise. But I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm going to that. They still have a chance, along yeah. with the New York Giants, um, so that a whole NFC East could uh, potentially make the playoffs, being that the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles have already clinched uh, spots. Right, but that's when I understand why they would sit Taylor Heineke, because they were playing better as a whole with Taylor Heineke on the field. The team looks like they are a little bit more committed to actually playing good football with Taylor Heineke, as if they yeah. believe in um, Taylor Heineke versus Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz, from what I understand, is not really a locker room guy. So I feel as though it's not it's not going to work out in the commander's benefit or in their favor to start Carson Wentz. But what do I know? I, I think I think you know something. I think you're on to something. Those guys seem to like him. They rally around him. Um, I haven't heard any teammates say anything particularly bad about him, but I remember – Terry McLaurin, uh, over a month ago, they said, uh, you know, what's the difference? Like a reporter asked him, uh, what's the difference like, you know, um, Heineke or Wentz? Or how do you like Heineke? And he said something along the lines of like, he didn't want to throw any shade to Carson, but it was a little bit of shade. He was just like, you know, you got a guy that, you know, you can trust, go out there. And he's going to, you know, do his thing. Um, basically, he was giving him, you know, some some props, essentially. Um, and it sounded like he preferred him over Carson Wentz. So I think those guys definitely like him. They know he's a baller. They know he's a gamer. You know, he's willing to, you know, put it on the line, not make terrible decisions. But I don't think he did um, in particular. He was playing all right. So it's one of those things, politics, you know. So it's politics in Washington. That, that is really <laughs> the heart of that. That is true. That so, is very true. That's that's how it goes. Good luck. Good luck to that Heineke kid because he may not be there for long. He'll be a backup somewhere else. <laughs> they'll keep him in touch. So last though, man. He's not a bad. Player. I know. I know. What you, I know what you mean, but it's it's still funny. Yeah. Well, we'll see if these commanders can command their way into the playoffs. They they pretty much almost control their own destiny in a way. Um. So they got the um. Sean Watson led Browns coming up next, and then, of course, the Cowboys. So, uh, I don't think we're gonna lose to them or lay down to them if 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 we have a chance to keep them out of the playoffs I think we'll we'll go ahead and make sure that happens um so we'll see what happens with them um I think we let them in <laughs> hopefully not but I mean we'll see what happens though in the record against the NFCs. let them in <laughs> let's go ahead and get into some Saturday night football we had the Raiders tried to raid their way into Pittsburgh and man Franco was was definitely with this team in that fourth quarter because boy did they ever need him they ended up uh, getting this uh, touchdown, and then they got the go-ahead interception to go ahead and end this game. TP, how'd you feel about this rally? Art is god awful. That's that is that is the the length in which I will go <laughs> speak about the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> he is god awful. I don't understand how you can be in such in, in positions to seal the deal against a team who no no offense to the Steelers by any means. But didn't it looked like they had pretty much laid down throughout the entire game? They weren't really moving the ball. They weren't, weren't having a bunch of success. It just looked like a very sloppy play football game. Plus, it was really cold out there, so you couldn't really get a lot of passing done. But their car, man, and I don't know whether it's the play calling as well. The, the the Raiders just did not look good when when the game mattered, when the game was on the line. Then the defense just—I never really understand the whole like sit back 
and not like put pressure on the quarterback, just sit back and chill and let quarterbacks just decide and dice up defenses when the game is on the line. I've never understood that. The Cowboys do that. All these teams do that. Who almost who almost did it last? I literally the break. I'm sorry, because a friend of mine was over and we literally watched the same thing that the Cowboys did earlier in the Eagles game. Let teams drive down the field, except the Steelers were able to capitalize. So I don't I just don't understand why this is a thing in the NFL. I was listening to Bill Burr the other day. He said the same thing. It, do, it just doesn't make sense why you sit back and let a quarterback carve you up when you know the game is on the line. It doesn't make sense to me in the Raiders. Just, I don't think they're committed to winning. There's just something going on out there too. But I, I, I feel bad for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, that, that whole team might be gambling or something. Something's in the uh, Las Vegas air. I think it's in Darren Waller because Darren Waller had an amazing catch to set up the Raiders to at least, you know, try to put the game away, and they failed again. So it's just it's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable. But it, congratulations. It is unacceptable for the Raiders. Congratulations. We need, we need to see Tomlin went, went out because we need to see that record stay alive. So so let's let's keep it alive. I mean, Trev, I man. Either. <laughs> Historically speaking, as well. But <laughs> – Trevor, man, I know, I know you get don't give two hoots about the uh, Mike Tomlin led Steelers, but let me hear how you, what you got to say about this one. Yeah, so I was I was watching this game pretty closely, and it ended like how I thought it would. Um, kind of like on the last drive, pretty much the Steelers managed to punch it in. George Pickens caught the winning touchdown. Um, Steelers won by by two points, I believe, or three points, something three like points. that. Three points, Three yeah. Points. They cover the spread. Um, it was a little, it was a little dicey at, at points in times, a little, little dicey. But I didn't think the NFL was gonna let the Steelers lose that matchup. Um, in particular, being who they were honoring that night, the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the historic NFL franchises. Um, that was their most famous play, you know, ever. Um, the immaculate um reception, and uh, the fact that they were gonna set to honor him, he passed a few days before. I think it was just all. I mean, it just it just felt like a movie script, you know, the way it happened. Um, I was on like Twitter later, and something somebody was like, "Yeah, you know, Najee Harris, that's his son, or his, his something like like." It was really funny because I'm like, eh, "That man's son," but um, yeah, it's it's just like stuff like that. I figured they would, you know, find a way to win. I figured things would kind of go their way. Um, although it might look, you know, bad at times, which it did. Um, they were seven point dogs at one point in the game. Um, just because the Raiders kind of hopped out there and scored early. But, um, yeah, they pretty much showed off. Josh Jacobs didn't really get going. Uh, Devontae Adams barely got going, only had a few catches. Um, so just an uneventful game from the Raiders. Um, the Steelers, a little bit uneventful on their side, um, but they managed to get the win. Um, key interception near the end of the game uh, kind of sealed the deal. Um, but, yeah, good for the Steelers. Um, I think they definitely honored uh, Franco pretty well with that victory. <laughs> Can you explain to me why defense why defenses do that? Can you explain to me why defensive coordinators decide to just sit back and let other teams carve them up? Explain to me. I don't understand it. Um, I don't know the answer to that one, man. Uh, Unacceptable. I really don't. Unacceptable. You had the game in your hands. They did. They really did. Um, we'll get yeah, into that. We'll get into that a little bit later. That yeah. yeah, that is something I have no idea what to say on. But you know, let's go ahead and get into to the to them boys, man. We. We got a victory over them Eagles. Got an early Christmas gift from the Cowboys. And I'll tell you this, when the game started and we went down 10-0, I threw my phone. I turned the TV off. I said, I hate the, I, I hate this. The, I, I just, <laughs> I, I said, this is the writing on the wall. I said, this is typical. This is typical fashion. This is, this, this is it. This is it. This is over. And, <laughs> But did we turn it around? 
I went downstairs. I heard my I heard my son yelling. I was I I, I had to go see what was going on. I went to go watch the TV with him. And woo, we did we turn it around and get this victory. I was so happy. TP man, how you feel? You can see it in my face. <laughs> it's, it's, um, let, let's just let's just start from the very beginning. The interception, one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in NFL history. Did he turn it around? One thousand percent. And he even said it in the press conference, the post-game press conference. He said, "Let's just start with the interception because that." By far, it's the most egregious interception I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, with that being said, the Cowboys have a serious issue on their hands, and that is the secondary. I don't know what what transpired, what shifted, where it shifted. Not sure what happened. Maybe Anthony Brown is a lot more valuable than I had initially thought, because our secondary over these past couple of weeks, barbecue chicken, it's ridiculous. Um, Gardner Minshew, which we we had all discussed in the previous podcast, gonna have to have the game of his life ultimately, and we said it all the podcast. Gardner Minshew's gonna have to have the game of his life. And what did Gardner Minshew almost do if he didn't? He had the game of his life. Had he not had had he not had four turnovers, have been involved with the four turnovers being the two handoffs. Well, one wasn't his fault because it got punched out. But you know, three turnovers being directly potentially caused by him. I I just I was confused as what the Cowboys were doing inside of those turnovers. Um, thank you, Dak. You looked, you you channeled your inner Romo carrying the defense. Forty points. You cannot deny that. Dak Prescott got out the interception. Incredibly, I mean, incredible output. But this defense has to figure something out. And yes, going back to what I said, what the fuck is up with allowing the teams to drive down the field playing prevent cover three Madden defense? This is not Madden. You have to put pressure on these guys. I've just never seen it. Now, granted, I get it because the closer they get. The field condenses so the defense can do a little bit more. However, the way that the Ravens, I mean, not the Ravens, the Eagles score in the red zone, why would you even allow them to have the opportunity? Now, we didn't we didn't go in man like we did earlier when Devontae Smith had that simple out route and scored. Didn't do that, which is fine. Played his own, throws the ball. Um, Michael Parsons calls a timeout, you know, gets gets his gas and it forces the arid pass by Gardner Minshew, throw it out of bounds. I'm sorry, then he calls the timeout. Then, you know, the fourth down play, whatever. But... I just, I just don't understand why you shouldn't prevent defense. I guess you don't want to get beat on like a man-to-man play because A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both have the capabilities of blowing past one of our cornerbacks. And Trayvon Diggs bit like it was his job on two or three separate occasions last um, last night. So, I don't know. It's, it's very confusing the way this defense has been playing. But offensively, Dak Prescott, hey, Michael Gallup, welcome back. T.Y. Hilton, thank you for saving the day. Tyler B.I. for recovering that fumble. Thank you. Thank both of you. Back-to-back plays. Saved the day. Because Lord knows. Yeah, welcome to Dallas, T.Y. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And not only that, we're playing against the backup quarterback. Now, this injury to Jalen Hurts, from what I heard, is actually a lot more severe than what they're leading on. So in the event they do try to force him back and he re-injures it, Who's to say what happens? Hopefully we don't end up with another Nick Foles situation and the Eagles end up going to the Super Bowl with their backup. But apparently the Jalen Hurts injury is a lot more severe, allegedly, than what is being led on. Well, I've seen I've seen some um, conflicting information. Jalen Hurts is um, being talked about that he's going to play next week against uh, the Saints. They're going to go ahead and, they're gonna go ahead and um, insert him next week. So... 
maybe the injury is not as severe as we thought. Um, probably, you know, a good precaution to hold him out. But, um, yeah, I think um, I think that could be a, a good play, a good play for sure um, to have him back. I think part of that is just um, they lost the game. They need to win. I don't think that they need Hurts to beat the Saints, but um, I think two things are accomplished there. I think that uh, they feel way more confident um, if Hurts is playing. And then number two, it kind of inserts him back into the MVP race. Uh, Mahomes didn't have a spectacular game. He had under 250 yards passing, and he beat the Seattle Seahawks, who at this point in the season, they're not looked at as the juggernauts that they were earlier on uh, when they were leading that division. Um, in addition to that, I don't think it uh, propelled Mahomes and the MVP race any further. I do think that Joe Burrow took a step up. Um, he had a really good game, and that was something I talked about um, on the previous episode of the pod. I was like, I wouldn't count Joe Burrow out. He has a few good games. Um, he could be right back in that conversation. So um, I think he's his stock has started to rise in this MVP race. If he has two more spectacular games, I mean, I I don't know. Anything could happen, and Mahomes kind of has a few stinkers. Even though they win um, and Hurts doesn't play, I could see Joe Burrow potentially winning that award. But um, like I said, I think those are the two reasons that Philly looks to insert Jalen Hurts um, into this lineup, the MVP. And then also they just feel a little bit more um, – they want him to get some throws in. You know, they know they're going to the playoffs. The question now is just like, are they going to be the um, the number one seed or not? You know, that's still up in the air. So we'll see. Um any given Sunday, so they could definitely lose a game. It's definitely possible, another one, but we'll see. Um, that was that was an interesting hey, game. Let me, hey, hey, speaking of the Saints, you you think they still out here head hunting? You think I can still pay a guy? No, ah, uh, Sean Payton's not there. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Payton's not there no more. But you know, it was Christmas time. I got the money. So Saints, man, if y'all need the if y'all need some bills paid, I need Hurts out. <clears throat> I'm just I'm just saying. Um probably shouldn't wish injury on somebody publicly, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just saying I'm do, I'm just I'm looking out for all Cowboys fans everywhere. That's all I'm saying. I'll 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 pay for the I'll pay for the Super Bowl ring. Jerry, if you need me, I'm down. Don't stoop to the Philadelphia Eagles numbers, man. Come on. <laughs> don't do that. We don't do that in Dallas. It's all right. You're right. Dak, Dak beats the Eagles all the time. But let's go ahead and get into the granddaddy Monday night football. We got the eight and six Chargers at the four, nine and one Colts. The Chargers travel to Indianapolis looking to win their third straight game for the second time this season and keep their wild card spot intact. The Colts return home after two disappointing road losses, first to them boys in Dallas, and then just last Saturday to the Vikings when they allowed the the biggest comeback in NFL history. If there's one thing I learned last week, if you ever again get a chance to see Matt Ryan up by 20 plus points, upload your checking, your savings, call your 401k and put your house on whoever's on the other side of that ball. Herbert is two and one straight up on Monday night, while Matt Ryan is six and eight straight up on Monday night football. TP, roll me in with some more stats on this one. Well, Jeff Saturday hasn't really had much of an answer for anything recently, but you are mentioning Matt Ryan. Ironically, Jeff Saturday is actually choosing to start Nick Foles this week. Um, they're also going to be without Jonathan Taylor for the remainder of the season. And I mean, in this type of situation, I mean, what do you, you don't really have anything to lose except play spoiler. But we'll see what happens if he can return to his coach's position. I guess they may have a little bit, there may be more favor in his side if they were able to beat the Chargers this week who are six in the AFC and they're trying to move up 
or at least stay comfortable in their position at six after Miami just dropped to the Green Bay Packers to drop the game to the Green Bay Packers, which another I don't really understand how that happened, but that's neither here nor there. The Chargers are three and one of their last four, only giving up 18.7, so a little under 19 points on their game. And Justin Herbert has settled back into having his full strength offense or his offense at full strength. Especially looking at Mike Williams and, you know, obviously, you know, Austin Eckler is going to get involved. Keenan Allen, hey, welcome back to the show, buddy. It's a little bit too late because my fantasy team is now done for the season. But I do appreciate you for the season, even though you were hurt for most of it. I do believe that they're going to be able to hold this Colts team to under 20 unless um, BDN will be able to show up. I'm sure Eagles fans know what that stands for, what that acronym stands for when it comes to Nick Foles. But that's neither here nor there. Good luck to you, Jeff, Saturday. You can win this game. I'm sure that they may look at you at becoming the future head coach. Otherwise, it's going to be the Chargers' victory here. All right. Trev, you got any bets for us to punch in on this one? I do. Uh, so, Jeff, Saturday, um, Indianapolis Colts, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers win this, and they're in the playoffs. Um, if they lose, they – the path is a little bit more difficult. Um, I think they can win this game. Um, Nick Foles is starting, um, but he's like the backup to the backup. Like Matt Ryan was playing a backup quarterback, and I do think that Foles is, you know, although he may return to what you mentioned. Uh, what was the acronym, uh, TP? Oh, uh, BDN. Yeah, the the BDN. Um, Foles may return, but uh, – I don't know. I think a lot of time has passed. He's he's had success like that, has gone on these runs like that when he was in Philly. Um, I don't know if we see that, um, you know, happen again. I, I I just don't know, especially with the Colts. I mean, they're just not playing well. They're missing some of their top playmakers, such as Jonathan Taylor. Um, so at this point in the season, it's hard to back them. Um, but when the Colts are dogs, that's a team I like to circle and just kind of go with. Um, that matchup against the Minnesota Vikings, um, I had to look back and listen to the recording. I was like, man, did I pick the Colts on that one? Because we did talk about the Vikings winning that. And um, I, when I looked back at it, I was like, yeah, we did. Um, and so the Colts plus four, uh, that was a pick I had against the Minnesota Vikings. And we all saw what happened there. They went up 33-0 at halftime. I was feeling real good about that pick. And then, um, you know, they came back later on. And, um, you know, the Vikings won, but the Colts still covered. So I do like the Colts in this situation. Uh, being as a primetime game, I think it could be, you know, just um, – it, it could be an opportunity for, you know, plays and things like that to be called a certain way so that the Colts cover, but the Chargers win. Um, I would only lean to the Colts um, covering, um, even though they're starting Nick Foles. I just, it, it's possible. Um, and they've kind of cashed in these spots when they're dogs. Um, as for uh, anything else, I mean, Keenan Allen, I hope he has a subpar game. I really hope that he does. Um, I'm playing against a guy my fantasy league and uh he is the last player i believe that um is playing so it's all down to keenan allen and i'm currently up ahead so i need keenan allen to have a stinker and uh if he does i can um advance to the championship round so um it's been a long journey and i just need keenan allen to 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 mess it up no, well I, w I wish you all the best of luck uh trev in that in that victory, man, I, I really do. I, I hope you get this one. And I hope you go all the way. Is there um, money in the line? Yes, yeah, there is. Yeah, this money. Um, T, TP, as for you, um, I'm sorry your season didn't work out for you. Um, I know we kind. It sounded like we kind of drafted a little similar. We both had some players like Jonathan Taylor. Um, I had Javante Williams, players like that that just 
didn't do shit for us this year, and it was very disappointing season. Um, I know Javante Adams. I had um, I had Javante Williams who got hurt on Denver. Oh, okay. I think you said Devontae Adams. I was about to say no. I I I no. Uh, I did not draft Devontae Adams, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I mean, my season was was in the shitter. Surprisingly, I made the playoffs, but like I like I told Trev. I'm I'm a very good fantasy football player, so making the playoffs for me is not typically something that's hard to do. I I'm not trying to trying to talk myself up or anything, but that's it's just it's just what it is. When I pay attention, that's just that's I just make my I, I'm not gonna say I win, but I'm I make it into the playoffs. We love a good humble brag. <laughs> I'm I, I'm not saying I'm you know a, a six time you know MVP champion here, but. I'll, I'll, I'm definitely good to make your team into a playoff caliber team. Cool, man. Get your um, speak, <laughs> speaking yeah. of playoff caliber teams, though, man, these Jags, after, you know, they after they beat the Titans, they beat us, and now they beat the Jets. And they really control their own destiny. They got two more games up. They got the, the Texans and the Titans um, again. So <laughs> they could run this table and really be in the playoffs again. That's 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 crazy. I didn't. That's something I never thought I'd see uh, this year. How do you guys feel about that? Who the, the Jags have who? The the Texans uh, next, and then the Titans again. Yeah, in their first place in the division. I, I mean, realistically, they should make the playoffs at this point. The way that the Titans are spiraling, and they are they're they're just falling apart at the seams. There's pretty much nothing left. If I were Derrick Henry, I would almost demand or ask for a trade. There's, there's no real reason to be there. They gave away A.J. Brown for no, for close to nothing. What's I mean, we could we could easily see this mat, that matchup at the end of the season get flexed to the 8 o'clock game. They, that they, could be for the division. They just flexed the game today. Yeah, they flexed uh, Baltimore yeah. and Pittsburgh. Yeah, to I mean, what? Uh, to Sunday Night Football, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see it now. It sure is good. That's not. Yeah, what, that's we, we were talking about earlier. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think what's his name is actually hurt, and they're just trying to rush him back because they, they might, they think they might lose the next two games with Gardner Minshew. I think. Um, Gardner Minshew showed enough where I don't I think, think there's a cause for concern. I mean, the New Orleans, any, it can happen any given time. Who's to say if Hurts comes back and you know he's not as effective and they still lose? I mean. I just think that from what I heard, I heard Hertz was, you know, a lobbying to play. And of course, you know, they shut him down. I mean, it was so smart to shut him down because um, it's a game they didn't have to win necessarily. And I don't know if this is a must win game because they've already clinched the playoff spot. Obviously they want a number one seed who wouldn't, but at the same time, it's like, dang, like, what can you do? Um, what can you do? So, I mean, I think this is something where, um, Honestly, I, I just think it has a lot to do with like, man, we we just need you to come out there and show that you can, I don't know, that you can play still and you're not too beat up. I don't know. Football is one of those things where it's like you could be beat the crap up and it's like you still give effort. You know, you tell your guys like I'll be there and then, you know, they'll show up. Everyone's going through an injury this late in the season. So um, Justin Fields famously missed, um, I'm not saying famously, like it's so noteworthy, but um, he missed a game uh, <laughs> this season due to a similar injury. He had a, a shoulder sprain. Um, but it was his non-throwing shoulder. So he missed one game and then came back the next game. Um, and the Bears, I mean, <laughs> there was talk about just shutting him down for the season because what do they have to play for? We know Justin Fields is good. We know we want to keep uh, going with him. And, uh, you know, he played. He missed one game and he played. So the concern with Hurts is that this is his um, 
this is throwing shoulder. So, you know, when you do, you know, motions like that, it's using all those, you know, joints and ligaments and everything like that. So it's just like, what does the strain do to you? But at the same time, I'm sure they want him, you know, just can you throw a ball and like live action, you know, and just uh, and still be effective. I'm sure they want to see that and evaluate that. They don't want his first real live action to be in the playoffs um, if they rest him for the rest of the rest of the season. So, I mean, I think it's important for, you know, like I said, a few reasons. So we'll see what um, what happens there. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. Plus, they also lose Lane Johnson. They got to see how long that he's going to be down for because that right, that right tackle position is definitely key for them. You know, they said he hadn't given up a sack in at least a year or so. But, Hefe, to your point about Jacksonville. Oh, that's huge news, man. I forgot all about that. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's huge. Lane that's really Johnson, huge, yeah. yeah. So that's big. It's a groin injury. They don't know how long he's going to be down for. So if he's out for an extended period of time, I don't know if they want to risk Jalen Hurts getting um drove into the ground because they both their games are in Philly. As we know, it's we've got a, a, a winter winter front coming along. It's pretty cold across the country right now. It's brick, brick outside. That field is hard. Brick. If he gets if he gets drove to the ground, you know, obviously it'd be a fifteen yard penalty. But who's to say, man? Who's to say that it doesn't he doesn't injure it even more? Not you know, not hoping that upon you know, not hoping that for him. But you know, you gotta gotta be careful. If that's the guy you want to lead you in the playoffs. Well, so, I for one, I for one hope that Fields play. I hope he's healthy enough for one, and then I do hope he plays um, uh, this coming week because I'm in fantasy. So it'd be nice to advance to the championship round. And um, I still got my QB one, Jalen Hurts, who has, you know, guided me through the season, um, being the, you know, top quarterback uh, uh, in fantasy football. So that that'd be nice. But I do hope the man is healthy, um, that he's well enough to play, because I like to see guys like him, you know, do well and succeed, um, you know, with his playing style. But um, yeah. I don't want him to see him succeed. Not 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 against yeah. The player, the player, the person from everything I can see seems like a, you know, great guy. And I, you know, hope for his success, but just not against the Cowboys. So I hope he gets traded. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like out of the division, you know, like that'd be cool. Exactly. exactly. Philly, go ahead. Get rid of him. Jacksonville, <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville, should, Jacksonville should be the winners of that division. Probably. To your previous um, question, Hefe, asking how we felt about it, I think Jacksonville has enough firepower to take out the Texans. They know their divisional opponent, even though I do believe they beat them earlier this year. But this is a completely different Jacksonville team from what they first saw. And the Titans, the Titans are gross, for lack of better words. Yeah, they just, um, I mean, they the Jags, have, they the Jags won that game. Yeah, they did. They don't. They don't have their quarterback, and I think that's huge for them right now. Um, the who Titans. They, who was the Texans' first win against this year? I'm sorry. Who was the Texans' first win against this year? The Texans. Yeah. Who yeah. did they win against? Who was the other team that they defeated? That's what he's uh, asking. Let's 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 look it up. They beat the. Broncos. It was earlier in the year. I feel like it was the Colts or something oh, no, like that. Looking at the wrong guy. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the Colts. It was the Jags. Thirteen. Was it the six. Jags? Yeah, so said thirteen to six. Thirteen to six. And they beat the yeah. So they beat they they beat teams in their division. That's what I'm saying. So the Jacksonville coming back are a completely different Jacksonville team from once they played the first time. It's not going to be a low scoring affair coming from Jacksonville this time around. Probably not. Yeah, possibly not. 
All right. Well, you can go ahead. You can join Triple Babble this Thursday as we recap uh, the Christmas Day games, Monday Night Football. Plus, well, we'll get into the last Thursday Night Football action of the year as them boys travel to Tennessee to take on Derrick Henry and the Titans. Until then, I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas break and enjoys this Monday Night Football action as the Chargers travel to Indy. I'll see y'all Thursday. El Jefe is out. I hope my fours are downloaded. I'm going to drive some cars since I can't get into my Honda. TP's out. Hey, everyone. Um, like the guy said, like Hefe said, man, join us on Spotify. Join us on Apple Podcast. Um, give us a rating. Give us a review. Just some feedback. Um, yeah, and uh, check us out for um, yeah for the very next episode where we will start to recap uh, some of those Christmas Day games and get into, um, you know, all the action that happened on Monday Night Football coming up on tomorrow. Uh, but until then, um, I'm Trav, your host, and uh, this is Triple Babble, and uh, we'll be signing out now. So see you guys next time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You filthy animals. <laughs>